Thanks, man. Love you. Amen. How is everyone this morning? Are you doing well? Yeah. Yay. Hey, I just want to um, take a minute and I just want to pray for, for you guys. I just feel like God just wants me to pray for, um, for those in the room that maybe have experienced um, some hurts from moms, <laughs> or maybe you're hurting because you lost a mom, or there's just some hurt there. And I just feel like I just want to pray for that today. Maybe you're in here and you were never a mom, <laughs> and you wanted to be. I want to pray for you today. I just want to release blessing and life over you because you matter. And those feelings that you have... Um, in your heart, you know, they're real, and God wants to heal them. And so just uh, just receive right now. I'm just going to speak over, over you. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come right now. We ask you to touch your people. We ask you that you, you know exactly what they're going through right now. <laughs> and their feelings are not... Uh, um, they're not like dis, discounted, God. They're not discounted. So, Father, I just pray right now just a release of healing in hearts. I pray, Father, that there would be uh, just a, a release of forgiveness for maybe those in the room who maybe maybe haven't been treated well by a mom or maybe didn't have a mom around. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would minister to their heart right now in Jesus' name. Lord, the wounds of um, neglect or loneliness, I just speak life over that in Jesus' name. I speak life and peace and hope in Jesus' name. And Father, I just, I, I even saw God just hold, putting his arm around you right now. So just receive that. I feel like God's just holding, holding his children today and just loving on them because he can be a mom and a dad at the same time. So Lord, just come and just minister to your children this morning. And I lift up the moms in this place that, um, that maybe wanted to be a mom. I pray, Father, to the woundedness of the heart, Lord, and just that you would just uh, just bring life and hope there. Lord, that you would show that they were a mom even when they, they weren't physically a mom. But you would just touch them and you would reveal your heart to them in a powerful way. In Jesus' name. And I speak to the sons in this place, and I just say you're loved. <laughs> I speak to the daughters in this place, and I just say you're loved. I just release the unconditional love of a mother and a father. And I just speak over your life that you're doing better than you thought you were. That you're doing a good job. That tomorrow is not to be feared, but tomorrow is to be lived. And I just speak that over you in the name of Jesus. I just speak hope in life. I speak peace. And I just pray for those who had good moms, <laughs> who had good homes. I just say multiply yourself in Jesus' name. Multiply yourself to a hundredfold to those around you. Multiply yourself. And I speak to the broken right now. And I say be healed and be encouraged this morning. And feel the love of the Father today. The mothering father's love today. That he would overcome your heart. That he would overcome your emotions. And that he would bring life and healing. And so Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that this is a good day. And we just give you praise. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I, I feel like um, this morning, the Lord, he wants me to talk about learning how to love. And, you know, a lot of people can say, oh, I arrived, I did it. But, you know, it's a process. <laughs> it's a process. And, you know, there's times where you feel like you love well, and there's times when you feel like you don't. And I feel like uh, the Lord just wants to speak to us and just show us how to learn how to love well. You know, love is not just a word. It's an action. It's a verb. Amen? That love is a verb. And I believe that there's some in here where um, you maybe didn't feel the action of love in your life. You may, you may felt understood or misunderstood and didn't feel the action of love today. I just want to say that love is a verb for you. <laughs> that you can take something that went wrong and you can make it right. Amen? That you can take something that just was a mess and, and you could, you could turn it around and see good out of it. Amen? That today is a day of hope. Today is a day to love well. Amen? Today is the day to bring life to people. Today is a day to, to act in love. And, and we're gonna talk about that. In, in the scriptures, one of my favorite verses is in, uh, 1 Corinthians in chapter 13. And it explains a little bit what love is. And this is actually, this scripture is actually our house motto. <laughs> I wrote it out. I felt like God spoke to me one day a few years ago. And, um, and I thought, God, how can I, how can I do this? How many know, how many feel like that sometimes? You're like, how can I do this? <laughs> like, how can I do this? How can I do all of these things that are in front of me? And how can I do them well? And he just, he just spoke to this to me so profoundly and so simply. And so we're going to read it today, um, 1 Corinthians, and it's chapter uh, 13, and we're going to start at verse 4. And so anyways, I wrote this out, and I put it on my fridge, and it, it, has, it is our motto that we go by. And, and sometimes I, 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 I fail with this motto, and I walk by, and it's a reminder. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I'm going to start to read, and, uh, and it says this in verse 4. It says, love is patient. Patient, patient is a verb, right? <laughs> it's a verb. Love is kind. It, do, it, is, it does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. And always perseveres. Love never fails. And I just want to say that, you know, this could be a life model for you. Like, how do I learn to love well? Maybe, uh, maybe, you know, as you go through your time, is the things that I'm doing, am I being patient with, with people in front of me? You know, am I looking at them and saying, you know what? I don't know what their day's going through. I don't know what's happening in their heart. I don't know what's going on in their mind. But am I being patient with them? Patience means something. Amen? Maybe it means walking away. Maybe it means praying for that person. 
Maybe it means just holding their hands up in the midst of something. Maybe it means dying to yourself and saying, you know what, my needs aren't important right now. Maybe this need, this person needs are very important to me. You know? So patience, it's like the Bible refers it to (laughs) long-suffering. Sometimes it can be hard. But love is a verb. Amen? Love is a verb. It's something that is action. And, 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 And it takes you out of the equation. When you love someone, it takes you out of the equation because it says, you know what, I'm going to put myself aside and I'm going to love the person in front of me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at them the way God looks at them. And I'm going to see them the way God sees them. Because God sees hope. He always sees joy. He sees the best in people. And so I'm going to be patient. Love looks like something. Love is kind. There is so many times that, you know, we can be unkind with our words. Amen? There's so many times that we can, we can always look at uh, a lot of people refer to it as the cup half empty <laughs> instead of the cup half full. You know? When we can, we can sit there, maybe there's times where we need to hold our tongue. <laughs> when we're about to say something that maybe isn't very kind. Love looks like something. Love looks at saying the things in a way that is going to bless that person. Now, love doesn't mean that you don't confront, right? Kindness, when you're kind to someone and you see them going through something, kindness is going. You know, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, when you see someone in the ditch, a lot of times when they're going through something, they're in a hole, they're in a ditch, you know, our human nature wants to point the finger and wants to say, look what you've done, you should be there, you know? Like, you made your bad lie in it. <laughs> you know those words. And, and uh, you know, like, you're down there. But love, but kindness and love looks like going over and getting in to the grind with them and pulling them out. And speaking words of life. Speaking kind words. Putting yourself in their place. And saying, what are they going through? Love looks like going out of your way to give them help. <laughs> right? Going out of your way to give them help. I have this phrase, and I wrote it in the front of my Bible. And I love it. And it says, true love does not just sit around and sympathize. True love gets in where the action is, rolls up its sleeves, and does something at the cost, maybe, of weariness and sleeplessness. Love labors. It's not a passive emotion. It's an active, driving force that drives people to sacrificial labor on the behalf of others. Love looks like something. Love looks like something. In a society where it's all about me, you know what I'm saying? The Bible talks about something different. It talks about putting that stuff aside and being kind in a world that's not so kind. So love may look like you're, you're driving down the road and maybe you see the homeless guy. A lot of times, you know, we'll say, especially in Christian circles, I don't want to bless them, you know? I don't want to give them money. Love looks like I'm going to just bless them without any strings attached, without judgment, because maybe my blessing and my financial seed as I give it to them is going to be the, the dollar that changes their life. 
right? Love looks like not just giving carelessly. Love looks like intentionally giving, intentionally going out of your way for someone else, right? Intentionally, without worrying about what's going to happen. And, you know, a lot of times we get scared. Fear mobilizes us, immobilizes us, right? It's like, I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm scared what people are going to say about me. But love doesn't care about that. Love says, I'm going to go the distance, and I'm going to be kind to that person, regardless of how they're going to react to me. Love looks like something. Hallelujah. Love does not envy. (laughs) In a world where we live in, where, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, make the most money to get the biggest house, all of those things, it's so easy to go into the comparison game and envy people. But what that does is that shows that there's selfishness in your own heart, right? And it shows that, oh, when you start to be envious of someone else, it's like God saying, wait a minute, no, don't do that. Let me heal those wounds in your heart. Love looks at someone else and says, I'm going to stand with you. And I may not know what to say, I may not know what to do, but I'm still going to stand with you. Love labors. Amen? Love labors. Love goes after something. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. It's like, like, like trying to like put someone down with your words, right? Trying to discredit someone. Trying to make them, yourself look better and, and them look worse. It sounds like a ploy of the devil, doesn't it? It sounds like a ploy of the enemy. Love is patient with people. Love is kind with people. Love does not envy people. It's not envious. It looks on them and says, you know what? I could be in that situation. (laughs) And I'm going to stand with them. Maybe I have something that they need. I'm going to give it to them. (laughs) I mean, God, he totally demonstrated this love by sending his son into the world. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his life. He gave his son. It's like giving sacrificially, envy. It does not boast. Those go together. It's like I'm not going to sit there and talk all about what I'm doing. Let's try to talk about something and encourage someone else. Amen? It's, it's saying, okay, it's not about me today. Who can I bless? Who do you want me to talk to today? Who do you want me to love today? Maybe you want me to pay for someone's lunch today. Today's Mother's Day. Maybe I'm going to call my mom. Maybe I'm going to go over there. I don't want to go over there. She complains too much. She goes up and down the list about me. (laughs) She says all the things that I don't do. Yeah, but you know what? Love is a verb. Love is going out of your way to make someone else special. Amen? It's going out of your way to make someone else special and make someone else feel loved. It's not about making yourself look good. And who knows, the very kindness, the very patience, the very love that you give could be the thing that breaks that in your mother's life. Right? You know, love doesn't mean that you can get walked all over. A lot of times they think, oh, well, love, I'm a doormat. I'm just going to let people walk all over. Love has boundaries. Amen? 
The Bible says, honor your father and mother in the Lord. And then you'll have a long life in the Lord. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you can get reamed out and yelled at, you know? Love is an action. It's saying, you know what? I am gonna, I'm gonna love you, and I'm not worried about what you're gonna give me back. I don't need your love because I'm getting it from God. Amen? I don't need this thing. When you, when you are in a place with God, you don't need the love that other people can give you. It's a bonus. Amen? Like the love from my mom, the love from my husband, it's a bonus. Because I don't, I, I, God gives me everything that I need. Amen? He fills those voids in my heart. And it's a process because as you continue with your life, those wounds will get exposed. And so you allow him to fill those and continue to fill those in your life. You allow love to work inside of you. And then when someone loves you and blesses you, it's a bonus. Come on. It's like, woohoo, yeah. But it's not that you live by them because that's a trap. That's like a trap. It causes you to be powerless when you're called to be powerful. Because when you're powerless, that means that you have to uh, depend on others to make you happy. And they are in no way capable of doing that. They will fail you. My father would always tell me, he says, you know, people will fail you. Your mom will fail you. I will fail you. But God will never fail you. He's a good father. He's a good God. And he can give us things in our life that words can't even describe. (laughs) That's why he gives us a heavenly language. Because he just, you know, to be able to communicate and be able to be filled is something powerful. And so, and so, uh, so love looks like something. And so it's not proud. And that kind of goes with boasting. It's like, it's proud. It's making other people, giving grace to people. The opposite of pride is grace. And so giving people grace when they don't deserve it. This is one of my favorite quotes ever. I love, love, love it. And it's from uh, Mother Teresa. How many know who she is? She's amazing. Um, and she, she was a demonstration of what love looked like. She went out into, you know, into India. She was a nun there. She was a teacher. And who knows? I mean, her classroom ended up being right, had a window in it so she could see the people in the streets. It was totally God. So as she's working and teaching, and her students just loved her, and she loved her students, and as she's teaching, she started to see the suffering that was in the world. See, God loves when we notice the suffering that's going on in the world. Because he will, he will cause you to know, to notice something that he has given you the ability to make a difference in. Because you're called to make a difference. You're not called to just sit around and wait until God comes back. <laughs> you're called to make a difference. Amen? You're called to do, to, uh, to do, make injustice justice. Amen? You're called to make a difference. And this is, uh, so anyways, as she was like looking at the windows, her heart began to burn for the people who were hungry out there. And so she would go in her kitchen and she would, uh, go and get food and put it in this basket. And it was, I mean, it was violence. There was violence happening. It was dangerous for a little woman to go out alone in that place. Most people would say, you're crazy. You're not allowed to go out there. But she would go out there and she wouldn't tell anyone. And she would go and she would feed the people 
in the streets, and she would love on them. And, and, and they would, they were so thankful because they were starving. And then she would go and she would do it again. And then she would go to the people, her authorities, and say, I, there has to be something done. There has to be something done here. These people are hungry. They're suffering. They're dying in the street and no one cares. You know, and they're like, we are sent here and they had, you know, the, the gates and everything and they were discouraging her to do it. But she, love did something in her heart when she noticed the, the suffering in the world, that she noticed the things that are going around, around her that wasn't good. That she went and she wrote letters. And finally, to make a long story short, she, she ended up getting, uh, she ended up getting a place where or she ended up getting approval where she could go out and just just go in and talk with the people. That's all she wanted to do was love them. She wasn't trying to convert them to Christianity. She was a you know in a Hindu neighborhood, but she was out there and she was loving them. So she just sat with their kids and began to teach them. See, you have things that the world needs. God has put talents in you. God has put desires in you that the world needs. You think I don't have anything to give? Yes, you do. Can you wipe a nose? <laughs> Can you help someone across the street? What do you have that the person in front of you may need? And so she, um, she, she began to teach the, the children with lots of opposition because some of the people thought, she's going to convert them to Christianity, you know? No! And, and she, she was saying, no, I just want to teach them English. So she started teaching them English. And she started loving them. And then she started helping the dying. And it turned out like she would just continue to write letters. And God would continue to open doors. So she opened a hospice there. Where she would love on people who were not Christian. And help them to die lovingly. She would pray for them. And she would love on them. And tell them about Jesus. As they were dying. And they said, why are you doing this for me? Because no one should die in the streets. (laughs) No one should die in the streets. No one should be alone when they die. And that was her passion. She had a passion in her heart, and she did something about it. Love looks like something. And she had a lot of suffering. She had a lot of people just ridicule her and put her down. And, And this is what she said. This is one of my favorite quotes. And she said, People are often unreasonable and self centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are honest, people may cheat you. Be honest anyways. If you find happiness, people may be jealous. Be happy anyways. The good you do today may be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyways. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. For you see, in the end, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Amen? Amen. Don't worry about the response. Don't worry about it. Love is a verb. Love looks like something. Amen? Love looks like something. Love is tangible. And as, you know, moms in here, as we raise our children, let us not forget that love is tangible. 
We may not feel, feel good. We may be tired, but let's demonstrate love to our children, to the people around us, to the, 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 the men and women in here. Maybe you don't have children. I don't care if you don't have children. I want to say that you are already still a mother and father. Do you realize that? You're an influencer. And so don't, um, you know, don't think that you're just disqualified from this. You are an influencer and you influence people well. Amen. So it's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. And that's a tough one, huh? <laughs> Love, you know, we're all going to mess up, aren't we? We're all going to mess up. We're all going to do things that we regret. And, and, and the, the, the holds, the thing that would try to hold you would have you to stay in that place of discouragement. But I believe today that God is saying that he wants you to shake the dust off and continue to go forward and continue to love well. That love looks like something. And love, love, uh, is not easily angered. You may get angry. But you know what that does? What love does is love goes back and says, I'm sorry. Right? Love admits the wrong. I, I don't, you know what? When my children were young and all the way up to their ages now, I apologize to them. When I mess up, we, listen guys, we mess up, don't we? We're not perfect. Sometimes we don't know how to do it, right? We don't know how to do it. Sometimes our parents didn't know how to do it, guys. They didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to react in the situation that you had. They didn't know how to do it. And so when, when you don't know how to do it, the best thing to do is say sorry, is apologize. Amen? Is to humble yourself and say, you know what? I screwed up. <laughs> I messed up. Mommy messed up. I should have been, I should have did this. I shouldn't have been angry. I shouldn't have reacted like that. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And love looks like something. And you know, some, sometimes the person that you ask forgiveness doesn't always accept it. Let's just, uh, listen to the words of Mother Teresa. Love anyways, forgive anyways, amen? Be kind anyways. And, and when you blow it and mess up, admit it, ask for forgiveness, get things right with your heart and God, and move on. Amen? Move on. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. This evening's a new day, right? It's a new hour. Every breath that we have is a chance to make a difference in this world. It's a chance to love well. We're learning how to love well. We haven't got there. We're learning. Hallelujah. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Ha ha. <sighs> Come on. I look at this one a lot when I find a gazillion socks all over my house. <laughs> they don't smell pretty. <laughs> it keeps no records wrong. It, it always looks at, says, you know what? I don't know what they were going through that day when they said that to me. I don't know what happened with them that day. Maybe they just blew it. They're having a bad day and they took it out on me. You know what? I am going to forgive them. <laughs> And you know what? I'm going to choose to be kind to them. I am going to choose to do something nice for them. Even the people that, you know, like Jesus demonstrated this so well. 
And, and what happened when he did it was crazy. He would go after the people that everyone despised. And I think there was an example for us. I think about the John chapter 4 with the, the, the woman with the, at the well, the woman at the well. Everyone despised her. He went there at the time where, you know, they, he went there at that time. This woman that came there went a little later so that she wouldn't run into the other women because she was in a bad situation. He went there. He knew that time. He went to the people that most people despised. And he told her her destiny. He spoke life to her. How did you know that about me? How did you know that about me? And, and she began to just say, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. And her whole town got saved that day. Her whole town came out to see the man who told her things that he shouldn't have known. And they, then, I love what it says in John chapter 4, because it says this, it says, um, now we've come out, and not just because of what this woman said, but we have heard for ourselves, and now we believe. And so, and so, as we go out, you don't realize the impact that you have on people. As you are not uh, seeking your own, you're keeping no record of wrongs, as you're going out, and you're, and you're going after people that most people would not not go after because there's a long list of things. You don't uh, realize what could happen. Salvation could break out in their family because they don't expect someone to be kind to them. Right? They don't expect someone to love on them. It's unexpected. It's uncommon. Well, let's be uncommon Christians. Amen? Let's be uncommon that, that, that God willing that it will turn to common, right? Because this is what we're supposed to be like. This is not something countercultural. This is normal Christianity. Amen? To love someone. And you know what? When the Bible talks about loving your enemy, you know that verse Jim shared it last week? Loving your enemy? Do you know that that word love, when it's uh, broken down the, the, in the original language, that word love is agape love. And agape love is selfless love. How, isn't that insane? That God not only tells us to love people that we're friends with, that, that is, you know, in, we're in common with, all of those things, but he tells us to love our enemies the same way. You know, because great is our reward in heaven. Amen? Great is our reward in heaven. Hallelujah. So no record of wrongs. So shoot your list out. <laughs> Forgive. Come on. What, if, you, if you live in unforgiveness, all it's doing is it's aging you. <laughs> Believe me, it's aging you. It's giving you wrinkles. Come on, who wants wrinkles? Nobody wants wrinkles. It's, it's causing health problems in your body, right? There's this woman, someone was just telling me recently, and this woman, I think she's, I can't remember, she's like close to 60, she's like 60, and she has no wrinkles on her, like she looks beautiful. And someone said, what is your secret? Like, what do you, cream do you use, you know? <laughs> and she says, I choose not to hold anything against anyone, I choose to forgive. And she has, she looks beautiful. Come on, ladies, come on. If that's not just a, <laughs> God, come on, guys. If that's not just enough incentive to forgive, to keep no record of wrongs, that's just a bonus, amen? 
Not only that, will you, will you be able to just hold your head up and continue to go? Because unforgiveness is just like letting someone else drink the deadly poison that you want them to drink because they should pay, but you end up drinking it and not knowing it because it immobilizes you. And love is not something that stays still. Love is action. And you're not supposed to be immobilized by keeping records of wrongs. You're not supposed to be immobilized by looking at someone and judging them. God never wanted you to do that. He just says, go for it. Forgive anyways. Don't keep record of wrongs. Let it go. Maybe there's things in your families. Maybe there's division in your family. Why don't you be the first one to break the division? Come on. Why don't you be the first one to reach out? Maybe it won't be uh, received well. That's okay. Do you realize that every time when you reach out and you pray and you do something in the name of Jesus, that you do something out of faith, you take a risk, that there's a seed planted and it's too late? (laughs) There's a seed planted. Something's about to grow. Do you realize that? Like something has to grow. When you step out in faith and when you sow love and when you sow forgiveness and when you sow life into people, it's a seed. It's a, the word. That's what God tells us to do. And it's about to grow. And you, you may be waiting. There's patience involved in love. You may think nothing's happening. It is happening. <laughs> Your family is, is coming back to Jesus. Your family is getting reconciled. Amen? Your family is, 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 is God's doing something extraordinary in your family. Unity is happening in your family. And it's through the seed of love. Amen? It's through the seed of love. So shoot that records of wrongs out. <laughs> Just let it go. Let it go. And then it says here, um, does not delight in evil. How many know this? <laughs> when someone does, someone, especially someone who's not nice to you, and they do something wrong, how many want to have a party? <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I want to, yeah, look what they did. Woo, they deserve it, you know? But, you know, love doesn't rejoice with evil. That's not how God wants them to live. Amen. And they may not be there. How I deal with it is I say to myself, look how long it took me to get where I am. (laughs) It took me a long time. It took me a long time to forgive myself, to forgive others. It took me a long time. And if it took me a long time, then it's just taken them a long time. That's okay. Amen? That I'm just going to, I'm not going to rejoice with evil things that happen with them. And instead, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to pray for them. Amen? And I'm going to actually demonstrate something. Maybe God will tell you to do something extraordinary. Maybe tell him, tell you to go and buy them something or to do something kind. Maybe clean their home. I don't know. But listen to God because he doesn't want you to rejoice in in the things that are happening in people's life, whether they're really not nice people or whether they are. This is a simple message. (laughs) It's not rocket science. But, you know, God wants us as a church to move forward and learn how to love well. Amen? It's simple. And what better day to talk about it on Mother's Day. Mothers are so, you know, God created mothers to love well. And sometimes that didn't happen. But our reaction to to the response that we received you know, as we, as we learn to love, like I'm talking about today, it can break all of those things and it can, can come to victory in your life and your family's life. 
Hallelujah. Love does not delay in evil, but rejoices with the truth. They may be in a really bad spot. <laughs> they may, you know, be swearing, you know, gambling, all of these things. They may be cheating people. They may be doing the worst things, bullying. I don't know what it is, but that's not who they really are. Do you realize that? That's not who they really are. Do you realize that like, God created everyone? We're all his kids. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> so if you look at it like that, that they don't know it yet, that they're his kids yet. And as they're, they're just, they're just doing what they're, they know to do. And as you, uh, you rejoice in the truth, you can sit there and pray and speak life over them. Amen. That you can look at them and you can call those things as be not as though they were. God, how do you see them? That's what prophecy is for, amen? To encourage, comfort, and edify. It's not to, to, to spill out everyone's junk. That's what, you know, has been said in the church for a while, you know, oh, he's going to read your mail, or she's going to read your mail. No. Prophecy is encouraging and comfort and drawing things out that they don't necessarily see in themselves that God sees. So as you rejoice in the truth, you're looking and asking God, what is the truth of that, that, about this person that they don't see? And God, use me to bring it out. <laughs> what is it? They're angry all the time. God, what is it you want to show me that can bring life to this person? That I can rejoice with them in the truth and see God's truth reign in their heart. There's times where God will speak to me and, um, you know, I'll just be, <laughs> I'll just be whatever, um, you know, at, at a, um, restaurant, whatever. There's so many times, um, that, you know, I'll see someone and, and God will just say things like, you know, um, just tell them they're beautiful. <laughs> and I'll just say a simple word. And a lot of times, I mean, it took me a while to feel like that was God, you know? There's so, this is a simple message. And I'm sorry it's so simple, but it's so simple that it just, it's so simple that we should be doing it. Amen? <laughs> and I'll, and I'll just go up and I'll listen to what God says. You're beautiful. And they'll bust out crying. How do we know? The thing is, listening to what God tells us to do and walking out in it. Not making ourselves, not boasting in ourselves, not making ourselves look good, but deciding, you know what? I'm going to make the person in front of me look good today. Huh. Maybe your boss, who is just not a fun person around, maybe you're, you're placed there to make him see Jesus through you, for you to speak the truth to them. And the truth is not pointing the finger saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You should do this, you should do this, you're doing everything wrong. That's not the truth. The truth is what God says about them and that he loves them and he wants to see them come, come stronger and greater in him and he wants to see them free. But it's in the way that you talk to them. Amen? When you accuse and point the finger at someone, guess what you're, who you're partnering with? You're partnering with the accuser of the brethren, the devil. You're saying, we're partnering, we're hooked at the hip, and I'm going to just start speaking death over people. And, uh, <laughs> and you're, you're partnering with them, and then guess what? The atmosphere is in your workplace or your home. Death and discouragement. And we're called to be speakers of life, to be love. Amen? Love looks like something. Love looks like you. Love looks like you. Love loves to speak through you. Amen? And maybe you're in here, 
And you are, uh, okay, let me just finish this. <laughs> Love does not delay in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. Come on. When we start to speak life, we're protecting that person. You know? And they may be ugly, but you know what? We're to protect them. God protects us in our mess, doesn't he? So let's start protecting other people in their mess. Love always, uh, always protects, always trusts. So you're trusting in the best for that person. Always hopes and always perseveres. Love never fails. Love looks like something. Amen. Love looks like something. It is something that to be lived. It is not something that comes natural. It is a choice. It is a choice. And as we, people of God, as we live this out, the simple message of loving people, of love being a verb in our life, we can change the world. Do you realize that? We can change the world. And the cool thing about this whole little love verse is right here, the right in the middle of all the gifts, <laughs> all the spiritual gifts, if you read it in context. And so as we minister, we're called to be, we're powerful people. Do you realize that? That the power of Christ, you know, the power of him lives within us. That's powerful. That as we walk out in life, not in powerlessness, but in the power of God, in the gifts that he's given us, in healing, in prophecy, in words of knowledge, and all of those things that God speaks, as we do that and we walk in love, I mean, it, it's amazing because we're, we are supposed to live love. Amen? Love looks like something. Love just doesn't sit around and allow bad things to happen. Love labors. Love doesn't point out the bad stuff in people. Love points to hope. Amen? Love says you can do it. It's not too late. You're doing better than you think you are. I will help you. <laughs> Love says I will help you. So let's do it. Amen? Let's do it. On Mother's Day, 2016, let's choose to love well. Let's choose to learn how to love today. Amen? Amen. I'm just going to pray. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your message, Lord, for, for us to love, for us to learn how to love well. I pray, Father, Lord, just an impartation of everyone here, Lord, that they would experience your love today and be able to give it away. That they would, uh, it would not just be a word that is spoken, but it would uh, have action accompanied with it. So, Lord, bless your people. Bless the moms in here, God. Let them feel so much love today. <laughs> Overwhelm them with your love, God. Let them feel so much love that they're going to explode. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that those in here who have a mom or a spiritual mom or whatever, Lord, that they would just take the time today to love up on them. That, they would, that, that love would have action, God. That love would mean something. And so, Lord, I just speak a blessing over your people, and I speak life and joy and peace and protection and prosperity over them. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.